Welcome to the FaceTime with God podcast. I'm your host, Kay Farrar, and yes, you have tuned in to the right place because we're bringing Christ to the culture and the culture to Christ. Because the gospel's not for old times, it's for all times. So we've got relevant topics, real people, and we're starting right now. And uh, so we're doing this in two different ways. We're doing the audio and we're doing the video. So for those who have the privilege of seeing the video, you see two beautiful, <laughs> beautiful black people in front of you right now. And it's, it's so interesting. And I'm, I'm going to talk to my teammate that you guys can't see if, if you're on video, but it's okay. She can chime in when she wants to as well. Um, Mia Lewis is here operating the camera. And yes. so we praise God for our team members. Tex Francis also. April Branch is one of our team members. And also uh, Kwesi uh, Harvin, who is, um, her son is going to be a guest this evening as well. One of our launch team members. So, but if you get to see these two beautiful people, as I look at you guys, this does not look like a, a mother son. Mm-mm. Does it? No. This looks almost like a brother, sister. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. People always say he's but my you, husband. But you guys do look related. I mean, clearly you look related, but right. it's not, you know. Yes. So in other words, that's, that's a compliment to you, mom. Thank you. Because you fly. That's, yes. that's all I'm trying to say. Thank you. you you're working it, mother. And it, I mean, we should not be surprised because you're a stylist. All right, and Justice, welcome. Once again, tell us a little bit Thank about you. yourself. Hi, my name is um my name is Justice and I'm a chef in training. I um also like I think about people's like, you know, I do think about their health and then mm-hmm. I try to like, you know me as a chef, I try to like I don't cook what I wanna cook for the um wow. for the people I like. Wow. Ask them what they want me to cook for them. Like, wow. What their option is. So Wow. And you know. I love that. I just like making it for them because, you know, even if it's something that I haven't made, I would still try it. So, like, you know, I, I could be like, hey, I did that before. I know how to cook that. So. Wow. That is so yeah. awesome. To make a long story short about how everything happened, I was in a, um, at the age of six, I was in, like, in a terrible car accident. Hmm. And it was a, um, you know, life or death situation. The, um, I got T-bone, I got T-bone on my right side because a car hit me and um, you know, hit my side. So, and I was riding with my cousin. So my mom was nowhere there, like nowhere to be seen. So it was just me and my cousin. So once that happened, they immediately rushed me to the um, to the ER. And um, the doctors were scared. So they like they didn't think I was gonna make it because they didn't know what to do. So to make a long story short, I was in a um, I was in a, I was in the coma. I was in the, in a coma for how long? About three, four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, three or four weeks. Wow. Mm-hmm. I couldn't eat. They had to feed me through a test tube. So, ever since then, like you know, I like you know, I couldn't eat. So once they like saw me eating and I could eat, that's when I you know grew the love for cooking and wow. food. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, I've been eating. Eating nonstop. <laughs> and, um, I grew a passion for cooking, and 
I was like, you know what, I could do that. So I took it upon myself to, um, you know, make cooking my career. So I've been rolling, rolling along with that ever since. Wow. So that's something you said, you know, I like the part where you said ever since, you know, once you were able to eat, which mm -hmm. was crazy after three weeks being in a coma. Yes. yes. Wow. Yeah. So he was uh, background of that. I was working for a company um, and I it was off of Chamberlain and they, they hired me as a student elder to kind of like, you know, work and they pick, hand picked me. I was going to J. Sergeant Reynolds, started working there buying my home, doing all the things that I was just going to school, mm. all of those things. And like, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was just at work and I got mm. a call five minutes from the house. My mom had let him go with one of my, our, our favorite cousin, yeah. favorite cousin Scooter. So Justice was so in love with him because he was a drummer as well. Okay. And you know, dr Justice okay. drums. Okay. So he was like, let's go with Scooter. You five, six years old. He goes, like maybe five minutes from the house, he's turning to go with his cousin. He's in the back side on the right-hand side. Of course, my cousin's driving. They make that left. They said that it was a Ford F-150. It just kept coming. They never stopped. Because you know how you have to yield? They just yeah, kept coming. Yeah. So they used the jaws of life to cut him out. And so they called me. I don't know how I got to that hospital, mm. MCV, because mm. I lived there for like three months. Mm. But I went there and I don't know how I got there. Mm. I just know I called my mom and my pastor. They immediately started praying. Mm. I'm just screaming like, I got to get there. Mm. Get there. They wheeling my baby on a stretcher with his clothes cut off. Mm. I was just, what in the world? Mm. So I immediately went in prayer. But I can tell y'all this, every person that I dealt with had names of about David was oh, a neurosurgeon. Esther wow. was the wow. lady that sat at the oh, the, oh, the PICU. So he was about three weeks in a coma. But then he started, he had a breathing tube. He started breathing over it. I guess that's okay. so like the intubation part of it. Okay. So they were showing signs that he would breathe, but they weren't sure. And I was like, I guarantee you, if you take him off of it, he can breathe. Wow. And it was just, when I said Justice had a list of people that just was coming and praying. Mm. And so the list of, you know how they signed the book? It okay. was like pages and pages of wow. people. And we got there. He was in the PICU for about three weeks. Went to the PEDS floor, which is the pedi pediatric floor. And um, he was there for about two months. Then he went right to Children's Hospital for intensive rehab. Okay. That was in Norfolk, the, the main Children's Hospital. Okay. So, um, but when I got there, they said he would never walk, he would never eat, talk, none okay. of that. And I just remember my mom saying, April, I don't know how you, I just never believed what they were saying. I just was like, no, he's going to walk. He's going to talk. Mm. Literally, they were going to put a, when he said a feeding tube was like a G tube. They were going to put that in that morning, mm. two hours before the surgery, he started eating. Mm. Wow. They were, he was supposed to go in and get a craniectomy, a lot of head injuries. Because what happened was he, he had seven skull fractures, but okay. they, they broke perfectly, Elder, <laughs> where when his brain swelled, mm -hmm. it was able to swell and go right back wow. down. And so like never had a surgery. Um, I think the only thing damaged was his thyroid. He was taking medication for that, but he ended up coming off of that. So, wow. and I, when I say he does not look like what he went through, people be like, you just a ton story in, in high school, middle school. People would literally say, you lying. And he's mm -hmm. like, no, and here's the picture. And this is something. me. Yeah. So he, he just doesn't look like what he, he been through. He doesn't at yeah. all. Yeah. At all. And 
not just that it's just his spirit yeah which your whole family so Aww. for the audience um, we are in a series and our series is actually what april has on her shirt Aww. and what i have on my shirt which is just talking about how important the black family is yes. and i i am going to take, take a moment to give some context because when you say that on the surface is yeah. in some ways it sounds like black family matters okay <laughs> of course it matters mm -hmm. you know well or you would think well every family matters but right. the reason we're emphasizing this um it goes back to some data right mm -hmm. it goes back to data and also it just goes back to what we're seeing in our culture yeah. right now mm -hmm. like really mm -hmm. um even in my day versus my mom's day yeah. versus her mother's day and i know that sounds like okay what, what are you trying to do take us back in time no i'm not trying to take us back in time but really what i'm trying to do is help us understand that some of the advances that we have made mm. really haven't been advances yes. right we can advance in technology that's fine mm -hmm. we can advance in fashion I'm not over here wearing a prairie dress. You know what I mean? Right, right. That Evolve. is fine. Yes. But devaluing or not giving the proper value to mm. our children yeah. that our parents did and our grandparents did, meaning taking the time that we need to take with our children, reading to even basic things like yes. reading to our young children yes if we were to take a survey of current parents mm -hmm. right now in their 20s or what have you how many of them are in, in the black community how many of them read to their kids every night wow you would be shocked and mm -hmm. and because i said that i'm going to look for the, i'm going to look for that information and so once again um for those who don't know a lot of what we do, it is based on data. It's, it's based on what we see culturally, but it's also based on data. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing too many families separated. We're seeing too um, many in our culture not giving the care to their kids, yes. not giving the priority to their kids that they should. should yes. Um, but we're also seeing, it's almost like it's a double-edged double-edged sword right mm -hmm. because on one hand we have these stereotypes about black families right and on the other hand i actually feel and so we brought the branch family in to dispel the stereotype yeah mm -hmm. and some of the lies that we mentioned you know angry black woman mm -hmm. all right look at april <laughs> april don't answer me but I, I if i asked you right now to spell angry i don't think she could <laughs> because that's how far separated yes. that is not an angry bone at all. and she's not the only one this is an example mm. so once again the angry black woman is a stereotype yes, right yes the flip side of all stereotypes are, though, that there are some examples. Of yes. It. Okay. Yes. So there are some examples. But the thing is, if we see stereotypes continually portrayed in the media, yeah. angry black woman, okay, that's the stereotype that sometimes is portrayed. Mm -hmm. um, lazy black man, mm -hmm. okay, that is a stereotype that sometimes is portrayed. Yeah. You know disobedient mm -hmm. disrespectful black children that is a stereotype that is portrayed sometimes in media mm -hmm. um and it's not always in your face yes 
Often it's just in the music. Yeah. Often it's just in, you know, it could just be a scene that's on a show and the mom says, um, come on, do your homework. And the kid <laughs> just rolls his eyes yes. and, and, and sneaks and doesn't do his homework or whatever. Mm -hmm. Those are seeds that are planted. And so these stereotypes, yes. when they're portrayed over and over mm -hmm. in the media, yeah. then it becomes almost a self-fulfilling prophecy and then people begin to act out what they see exactly and so we brought the branch family um as an example of the opposite yeah. and you already see an outstanding young <laughs> black male yeah. and you'll see in some of the footage so we brought justice in and I want his mom to maybe share even a little bit more of yes. maybe the diagnosis yes. and then and then the progression. Yeah. Because see, Justice went from zero to sixty, and to be honest, he went from look, this is what happened yes. to I'm a chef. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't dwell on all of, all mm -hmm. of the little steps in between, no. and 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 I love that, right? Yeah. Because that's over. Yeah. However, one of the things I wouldn't mind if mom just went into it a little bit more mm -hmm. because oftentimes we have other parents who yeah. are walking this walk. Yes. And we use this part of one of the benefits of this podcast mm -hmm. is that we want to give information. Yes. We want to dispel the stereotypes, but we also want to give information mm -hmm. that helps other families who are, you know, walking this life out. Sure. And so tell us a little bit more about the process um, yes. because like I said justice went from zero to 60 yes but I'm sure there was a lot uh, other than getting him out of the hospital mm -hmm. step by step by step to getting him to where he is yes. today tell us a little bit about what that was like um, it was a process that I feel like elder it was so brand new to me mm -hmm. um, justice went to one of the best VCU uh, head starts or just a head start program one of the best in the area was at VCU um, he was uh, just propelling himself towards the going private school, all of that. So when everything happened, his diagnosis was TBI, which is traumatic brain injury. Okay. So of course, that you know, that just the trauma to the brain from that accident. Mm -hmm. um, he everything healed as far as his fractures, everything. It was just like a perfect, just to be a little bit weird, but it was a perfect break if that makes sense. Right, right, right. Because it healed back properly, so mm -hmm. he had to retrain. If he were our age, it would have been a whole different story. Uh -huh. But because okay. the brain, you know, it creates neural pathways, all those things, it was just more hope. But we were, I think they just were giving us the worst case scenario. Okay. But as a mom and a woman of faith, I had to just, no, he's going to walk, he will mm -hmm. talk, okay. all those things. And just standing in that, that area of faith for him. Okay. Um, I do remember uh, playing a lot of the CDs. Remember, like the Bible yeah. was on CDs mm -hmm. back then. Mm -hmm. So we just played that throughout the whole time and just his whole healing process. Um, I, I had a, a praying pastor, mom, like I, when I say my apostle pray, it was just, it was so many things. It was the worst time of our lives, but we see, we saw the glory of God even in it. Mm -hmm. I had never worked for three months. I never was without anything, wow. you know, and I just, God provided in a way that I saw the goodness of God in the land. Just, you know how you hear about the story? Yeah, yeah. We were actually living it. And I remember I lived in the hospital. Ronald McDonald House had his father staying there. Okay. Because, you know, the change we put in the little Ronald McDonald thing. Yeah. Wow. At, you know, McDonald's, yeah. that goes to the families that when they have a traumatic event, okay. the people that are coming from out of town, they have the Ronald McDonald House 
where they could stay, get food, meals, because we had no income. We had wow. people were bringing food. It was just a place where you could go to rest. It was just everything. Hmm. So I, God just had these resources that I just didn't know about. So with him, they, you know, of course, school, IEP, everything planned okay. into place. Because okay. you know, with a lot of black families, they put an IEP on a lot of the young black boys mm -hmm. because they're saying, hey, they might have an emotional issue, mental, whatever. Okay. Justice had a justified reason to have an IEP in place uh -huh. because he just, there were delays there, but at the same time, his short-term memory wasn't affected. Okay. Um, well, actually, that was affected. It was just the long-term. Mm -hmm. And then since he was hit on the right, everything on the left side of the body just was weaker. Okay. So he had to go through intensive like physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational, all of those things in the worlds of things that I did not know about Elder at all. Okay. Like I, I can say it was all new to me, but I can say as a child, he taught me because I think just as it never phased him, okay. <laughs> he just was just like a happy person. Like even through all of the therapy, all the I think I was worse than you were. I just was so worried and so anxious yeah. and yeah. times when I would I would speak the word and just be a woman of faith, but it would be Justice that would have me, because he had that push and that drive, right. even when it came to deciding what he wanted to do for a career, okay. he just knew. Like all these teachers would be like, how does he know right away what he wants to do? Wow. Because of his testimony, he just was like, oh, I can't eat. I couldn't eat. Now I'm going to create meals and I wow. eat. And that's how, that's his therapy. That's how he's like learning and trying new things. And I had no idea it was helping his brain, you uh -huh. know, form back and do all those things and create the pathways and things. So he loved it. I said, you like it? I love it. So culinary school through high school, he did bakery and pastry his last um, year of high school, which was your senior year. Yeah. Um, he went off to Wilson Workforce okay. and got certifications there and worked in food service there. Okay. Justice was working in the dining hall on campus and just cool. loved, like, <laughs> even now he just knew what he wanted to do. Like, right. And I admired that even as a parent because I just, you know, we have to kind of find our way. He just kind of knew, like, all the way since, okay. I think, middle school. Yeah. yeah. And so... You certainly, you defied all odds, <laughs> yes. <like> clearly. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And so even today is, because I talked with someone earlier and they said they went to the doctor and they ran a bunch of tests and the doctor was like, hey, you don't feel it? They're like, no. And it was like, well, according to this, you should be in pain. Yes. <laughs> so by the test, are, is his, are, you know, his medical tests, do they still say, do they still show up the opposite of how he performs now? It or does. Like he, when I say elder had Wilson, it was all these kids there with different disabilities out there on medication. Okay. Justice had no medication. Okay. He went back, got his blood, um, tested all the things. They were checking his numbers. The thyroid, he took hydrocortisone for years. Okay. But then that started regulating, so okay. he stopped awesome. having to take that. Uh -huh. And when I say I, I didn't realize how... You know how you know God is doing it, but when I saw those, all the number of kids at Wilson that had different ailments and different things, and even some in wheelchairs, different, and I said, Lord, it, it just wasn't his testimony. He does not look like, what even his numbers, his, you know, so doctor's the numbers appointments still and everything. Contrary to how he's performing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, And definitely. Wilson training, what, what is... 
Uh, Wilson Workforce is a wonderful program out in Fishersville. For, okay. it's, sort of, it's sort of like an on-campus technical center. You know okay. how Job Corps is? Okay. But this is for kids that have the disability, whatever's going on. Okay. But they know what track they want to be on, whether okay. it's like, hey, I want to be a mechanic. I want to be a plumber. I want to even they have like food services where the people that do stock room yeah. stuff. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, all of those things dishwasher anything okay. you they'll get you prepared certified test like he just had to do his learner's permit to learn how to drive okay. and now he's with dars learning how to, to get his license and everything but okay. that was all through wilson and they'll help wow. you take the courses and classes just to get where you need to be as far as career-wise so yeah so if, wonderful program so and, and it's so funny um you know in your testimony even when you were sharing about your home and how mm -hmm. you know your apostle and the women at church yeah, you know your amen, faith yes. community were supporting you and they helped direct you to a program you know mm -hmm. uh, what you needed yes the and, home program um, my pastor yes you know it seems to me things just are lining up for you guys not just okay mm -hmm. the, things lined up as far as the house mm -hmm. but then it seems like everything the justice needed, well, okay, yes. you got them in, you know, the Wilson program, and mm -hmm. it's just like, okay, the McDonald House. Yes. And so what would you attribute this to? Like, other people go through these accidents, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. similar type of situation. Other other kids were at the, you know, had similar diagnosis. What would you, if you had to just break it down to the bottom line, what, what would you say the difference is for you and your family? Um, I think with us is because our compass and who are is just God. Like, even when it happened, I was angry. I didn't know. I was like, Lord, what happened? But it was like, even in that process, Elder God was just like, I got it. Everything. Mm -hmm. When I say, because Justice, right before his accident, he was really little. I remember him asking me, like, Mommy, what does destiny mean? What is mm -hmm. destiny? And I was like, why is he asking me this? <laughs> 